Good morning, everyone. May your Sabbath be inspired and happy, and this next week as well, as we see another week of amazing things happening in our world. I am going to be reading from 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 through 27, and I have chosen the New International Version Bible. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who completes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body, and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others... I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. I love that text because it speaks uh, to the week in which we we live, doesn't it? Thousands of years later. I liked the uh, bulletin cover this week. I hope you did too. Uh, That's called old school right there. Somebody somewhere later on figured out that you could go backward over the high jump and gain quite a bit of uh, distance that way or height that way. So this is a picture of the 1960 Olympic Games and the way things were uh, done old school. Are you having fun watching the Olympics? I make a big deal of this because uh, personally, it's, it's maybe just a personal thing, I don't watch baseball. I don't follow football. I don't track with basketball or hockey or soccer. I'm not a sports guy so much in terms of watching team sports on TV. I know there are guys who really get into football season and have the major Super Bowl, Super Bowl parties and you know, have 19 leather chairs with cup holders and ice things right next to them and you know, have all their friends over. And Anyway, I, it's just not been my life. And uh, yet every cycle the olympics comes through i find myself just utterly engrossed and entranced in what's happening for several reasons one is that the olympic games to me are not about winners and losers so much as they are about transcendence people moving past previously understood limitations take michael phelps six world records in this Olympic Games. We're not talking about Olympic records. We're talking about world records. The way in which diet and exercise and training regimens, sleep regimens, nutritional information, all of these sorts of factors have helped human beings perform better, move more quickly, achieve higher goals, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. And in that level of transcendence, as these, these people transcend barriers and move past limitations, uh, the human race itself seems to have touched a moment of the divine. I, that's just sort of my uh, view of what's, what's happening in these, these games. So for me, they're... They're really special. When I see a Chinese gymnast, male gymnast, move from one position in the rings to another in a way that has never been done before and was thought to be absolutely impossible physiologically, 
um, but has developed such strength that he's able to move without momentum from one impossible position to another, uh, somehow I feel like a winner. Um, very weak winner, but a winner. A very inflexible winner, but a winner. Um, and then watch these runners. Now, how many of you are runners? God bless you. I am not a runner. I used to sprint a little bit in grade school, high school, and uh, when I say sprint, I mean I could do the 100 yards under 20 seconds. Now they've got it under 10, um, almost under 9, it seems. But uh, I've never been a runner, and, and some of you know I'm doing boot camp and trying to take care of myself, exercise, get a little stronger, all that stuff, and and I do running in boot camp. They make us do at least a mile a day, or they try to get us to do a mile a day. And I turn, if, you, if I'm red now, you should see me working out. It, it, I move from red to beat or something, I don't know. But I'm, I'm running my mile, and, and when I started out, it was so bad I couldn't run a mile without stopping. And then after uh, my first time trial, I was so thrilled to pull a mile in at 12 minutes and 23 seconds. Now, you've got to remember that the guys doing the 27-mile marathons are averaging four-minute miles or less. So 12 minutes for one is just really not that stellar, uh, just to put it in perspective for you. Um, I'm thrilled to pieces because I've finally gotten my mile down to nine minutes and 54 seconds. I've broken the 10-minute mile. Who could imagine such an achievement? Okay, that was really too much laughter there. I want to see you do better. Okay, I have, I have been put in my place. Well, in the context of the Olympics, aren't we all put in our place? Because my nine-minute mile is um, a crawl for these guys. When you watch the world record holder in the 100-meter dash slow down at the end and still shatter the world record... Something very special is happening before your eyes. Well, it's not just about what we see in this minute, you see. It's something much deeper. Because as these athletes gather to compete, some events have heats or multiple games before they can get to the prize. But these athletes are working through tremendous pain. That's why when I first started exercising again, I couldn't run a mile without stopping. It was called pain. The pain of not being able to catch my breath or the pain of a side ache or the pain in my joints or my body or my back as I wasn't used to pounding the pavement. It's why now I can't run a faster pace than I do. It's because of the pain that accumulates. Eddie, wave at everybody in the back. Wave, Eddie, please wave. Thank you. Say hi to Eddie. Hi. Eddie's one of the best athletes in this church. If you don't know about his story, stop and say hi to Eddie and listen to his story sometime. He is an incredible athlete. And very, very fit. He's kind of my, my local uh, role model here. My local, uh, he, he checks in with me and says, how you doing? You making progress and encourages me. But Eddie's extremely fit because he rides his bike to work every day and back. 
Work is in Burbank. Every day, back and forth. And he doesn't take six and a half hours and two Vicodin to do it like I would. (laughs) And a gallon of water. He takes just a few minutes to accomplish this incredible feat. And it, it, as Eddie will tell you, it takes training. He didn't get to this all at once. He didn't get to this place overnight. And in the process, he's been hit by a car, nearly killed. He's broken his femur in racing. He's had to work through injury and work through pain. Am I making sense to anybody here? Great. Because working through the pain is really what life is about. Not just athletics, but really what life is about. And as, as just, just, sorry, Eddie, I didn't ask your permission for this. Edward, maybe you would be, prefer- I don't know, anyway. I didn't ask Eddie permission for this, but he has to work through his injuries and then rebuild the strength that is lost in the time that he's lost those injuries, had those injuries, and try to overcome the pain and the damage done by those injuries every single time in order to get back to a place where he can do what he does and what he wants to do with his body. And it takes extreme discipline and it takes a willingness to put up with pain. And as great as Eddie, an athlete as Eddie is and a competitor, he's not Olympic uh, qualifier at this point, I don't think. Are you? No, he's, no, he's not an Olympic qualifier. These guys are working through incredible... Think about those people on the balance beams. How many times do you want to hit your collarbone on that thing? Or slip and scrape your leg all the way down? Or catch a hip bone on the side of it coming off on a dismount. Or, I mean, can you imagine? And these little girls are doing backflips without touching the bar and landing on this four-inch beam. It's frightening, utterly frightening. Anybody just kind of have white knuckles during that event when you watch it? I do. I, it just creeps me out to see them doing these things. And then when they do the uneven bars, they jump sometimes on a handstand from the top bar to the lower bar and maintain a handstand. Have you seen that move? Does that, like, give you chills or what? Whew. It's amazing. Again, I tell you this not to prattle on about what you all get to watch on TV. I tell you this because each and every person who is in these games has severely disciplined themselves. Severely. We're not talking about a day of work. We're talking about six days a week of work. We're not talking about an hour of hard exercise. We're talking about six to eight hours of grueling exercise. We're not talking about fun and interest. We're talking about bone grinding, boring, utterly tedious repetition. Doing the same thing over and over and over until you perfect it. Some of you are not athletes, but musicians. You know the same thing applies. Scales and more scales. 
and more scales. And they are boring. And they are tedious. And at times your arms want to cramp up and you have to shake your hands out. And arpeggios. And more arpeggios. And it's boring and it's tedious. And you do exercises. Vocalists have to strengthen the diaphragm and the stomach muscles and learn to discipline the, the shape of the way the mouth and the head and the body is composed in such a way to produce resonance and sound. Discipline. It takes time and energy and working through the disappointments and the pains. In fact, most everything in life takes that. Many of you know because you're very good at what you do. So many of you. But the text that we read today is an important text because it tells us something interesting about the spiritual life. Paul draws an analogy to Olympic training. The Olympic training of an athlete. The athlete who trains for four years or eight years to compete in one moment in time for a prize composed of something perishable, an olive leaf crown. If you remember the Athens games from 2004, the athletes weren't given a beautiful bouquet of flowers like they are in this particular ceremony. They were given an olive leaf crown in addition to their medals at the, at the ceremonies. They compete for something perishable, Paul says, but we compete for something different, something greater. Our discipline is for something longer lasting than a crown of olive branches. Our discipline is for a crown of gold. It's for something eternal. It's for a prize that goes beyond. So there's a lot that is said about this. A lot. And our service kind of ran long, so I'm going to just take a few minutes anyway to, to get through a few of these points, if you'll allow me. The first thing that, that we want to look at that I've mentioned already is perseverance. When we say working through the pain and we talk about the program of training, what we're really talking about is persevering. Because it's very easy when you're trying to learn to run again or when you're taking exercise and you're learning to run. You get shin splints. Well, they hurt. And then you don't want to lift your foot up or put your foot down, and every time you pound on your toes, there's a little bit of pain. Really easy to say, you know what? Chips and dip and TV, that's where I want to be. It's really easy to say, I think I'll stop this because I don't want the pain. And we want to avoid pain but we need to persevere. We need to keep moving through the pain to discipline our bodies. Remember the words that were used by Paul in our text today, found in 1 Corinthians 9. Let me turn there quickly. First Corinthians nine twenty four to twenty seven. 
run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I don't run like a man running aimlessly. This is not a casual thing. This is not something that's hit or miss. This is not something where I stop every time it hurts. No. I do not fight like a man beating the air. Boxing was one of the original games. No, I beat my body. Now, Paul is not talking about self-flagellation. Paul is not talking about the destruction of self. He's talking about discipline. I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I won't be disqualified for the prize. Feel that quick slip? He inserts now, instead of the games, preaching. He inserts the notion of the gospel. After I have spoken of the gospel, I myself will not be disqualified. He's talking about the prize that lasts forever, the Christian race. Now, the interesting thing about this is that it's not like the Olympics and that only one of us gets the gold. Christ has won the gold for all of us. He gets the gold. We get to share in it. Does that make sense? But there are two truths that are going on in this passage. The truth that we've accepted that grace is a gift to us that comes freely in Christ, that there's nothing we can do to earn our salvation. All true. And the concurrent truth that when we have accepted this fact, we nevertheless, we nevertheless are obligated to become in the character of the one we love by observing to become changed, by following to become molded as disciples into something we weren't before. There are two kinds of changes that occur. The change that occurs instantaneously in in an instantaneous conversion and the changes that take place over time which are done because we've trained ourselves, we've disciplined ourselves. We need to learn to work through the pain work through the trial, work through the trauma, not just of the esoteric sorts of pieces, but the practical. Let me be honest. Is not Bible reading occasionally tedious and boring? Did I just say that? I did. Because you know it's true. How many of you have tried to read the Bible through? You started in Genesis, huge mistake, and you got to 1 Samuel and said, what on earth am I doing? Right? Or into the, yeah, you've all been there, many of you anyway. Or you got through the begots somewhere and you couldn't pronounce 99% of the names and you said, what on earth am I doing? Forget this, this is for the birds, right? Or for the pastors or for something else. Yeah, and praying, how many of you have said, you know, I need a better prayer life? And so you found yourself repeating, though, the same things that you've been praying, and you gave up because you couldn't think of anything new to say. Or in prayer, you started out and you said, okay, I'm going to try to pray for two minutes tonight. And your kids complained because it was the longest prayer they've ever heard. 
or uh, you did your two minutes and you kind of ran out of things to say, or you got carried away and you spent 12 minutes and you said everything, and the next day you went to pray again and you couldn't think of anything to say because you'd told God everything in the 12 minutes the day before. So you quit praying. How many of you have tried to pray? You've, you've, you've read Jesus' story about praying all night long, and you thought, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do an all-night prayer vigil. And around 11.30, you've, you've broken the world record for consecutive yawns in a 30-second period. We're going to give you a gold for that right there. <sighs> and like the disciples, you just find yourself unable to go through the night in prayer. Are you there? See, here's the truth. Many of you have not even attempted any of these things. And yet the spiritual life of our congregation is built upon basic things. It's built on community. It's built on study of the word. And it's built on, most of all, connection with God, daily connection with God. And we want to give up on that sometimes. We want to quit it because it takes discipline. It's not always fun. We complain because we've prayed, but we haven't necessarily heard anything back, and that's usually because we're so busy yapping and then complaining that we haven't had time to hear. And God wants to be there in the midst of what we're learning, in the midst of what we're speaking, in the midst of what we're hearing, in the midst of what we're struggling with, he doesn't demand that you learn to pray two hours consecutively. He doesn't demand that you read the book from beginning to end in order. He says, come to me. Spend time with me. Be my friend. And we need to discipline ourselves to find the ways to do that. I want to invite Christian Leukert up again. He has been uh, a wonderful resource to us music-wise, this worship service. But I'm going to call on him again to bring us a song about this kind of discipline. Refiner's Fire. It's a sermon in itself, isn't it? Three words. Perseverance. Training. Discipline. So the things we want to avoid, but the things ultimately that create God shape, God presence in our lives. And church, I've been talking a lot about church, is a crucible for this refining. And today I want to encourage you. Because while people would like church always to be a refuge... And while people would like church always to be comfort, and while people would like church always to be pleasant, it isn't. It's people. And sometimes there are conflicts, and sometimes there are challenges, and sometimes there are obstacles. And so many people give up before they ever achieve the benefits of the refiner's fire. They quit before iron has sharpened iron. They fail to persevere because the prize isn't in mind, only the trial before them.
They want to throw in the towel. Step away. If something isn't going their way, they want to give up. And Jesus calls us to stay. The refiner's path is one of fire. It's one of burning out the impurities. It's one of working through the pain in ways that require training and discipline and ultimately perseverance that allow us to learn in the crucible that is church, to grow as we work with one another, to endure the highs and the good and the wonderful and the inspiring and the difficult and marginally traumatic and interruptive to grace each other ultimately as God graces us to encourage each other as the Olympians have encouraged one another and the teams have lifted each member up we might lift one another up in perseverance in strength in hope in discipline and training and that we too might receive the prize.